Hey guys. Hi. Um, who likes a good spy movie? Set of interest. Yeah, I love them. Um, like, I'm seriously keen for the new Bond movie, Skyfall. I saw the trailer again recently. It's yeah, I'm stoked for it. Um, there's something about them, hey. Like, there's not just the explosions and the action, which is plenty of and good, but there's the sitting power of the spies to go anywhere, do anything, mixed with that ton of class that the spy agencies in these movies have. So there's a scene from a new Bond trailer which really shows this for me. Um, the back of a train is ripped off uh, with some sort of large machinery. I can't quite work out what it is. And Bond somehow jumps onto the opening he's created, stands up, and straightens his couplings. He's standing on the back of an open-ended train, which has just exploded off in the fiery ball of fire. Um, <laughs> and the best thing he can do is straighten his couplings. Now, you might be asking, why on earth are we talking about a movie that hasn't been released? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, looking at tonight's passage, we get to have a look at these characters called false teachers. Um, they do share some very similar characteristics um, to spies that we are used to seeing in movies. Um, these false teachers are like spies in that they are spreading lies that have the potential to, to destroy your Christian life. Um, this is pretty serious stuff. Now, we've already prayed, so let's get straight into it. Um, now, the first thing this passage shows us about false teachers is that they are alive and dangerous today. So let's split this up into two points. Uh, false teachers are alive and false teachers are dangerous. So check it out in verses 1 to 3 of 2 Peter chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. So the first thing to note when we're reading this is that the passage starts with a but. At which point you have to ask yourself, what's the but there for? Um, a but in its very nature refers to things that comes before it. So if I was to say, but I prefer Max Brenner's the thick Italian chocolate, um, I'll need to know what comes before the but to completely understand it. For example, I like vanilla ice cream, but I prefer Max Brenner's Italian thick chocolate illustrates the fact that I prefer Italian thick chocolate more than the vanilla ice cream. In much the same way, when reading the Bible, we have to understand what comes before the but to give us a more complete picture. So last week, we're considering the fact that the Bible has, is not just a cleverly devised bunch of myths. Um, however, it is written by people who saw it happen and was backed up by the prophecies of the Old Testament hundreds of years before the actual event of Jesus occurred. This can give us great confidence that the Bible is fact 
and not merely a work of fiction among the likes of Harry Potter and some other popular series about romantic vampires. Um, we need to understand where Paul comes from here. In Peter's time, there were those who were preaching um, whose words were considered scripture. That is, it is part of the Bible and we include it in our Bible today. However, unlike what Peter and the other apostles were preaching, there were some who were teaching things that weren't true. This is what it means in verse 1. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there'll be false teachers among you. So Peter isn't saying that there'll be teachers who aren't really teachers among you, like some sort of phantom substitute teacher who isn't really a teacher and in fact hasn't seen the inside of a classroom since they were in year 12. No, he's saying there'll be some teachers who are not preaching the truth. This is what it means in verse 3 when Peter writes, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. So it's a bit like your maths teacher has been teaching you stuff wrong. Yeah, simple stuff. For example, 1 plus 1 equals 3. Or 1 equals 2. Now, 1 plus 1 doesn't equal 3. It actually equals 2, which is not the same as 1 in case you... Yeah. Um, according to Peter... There are false teachers alive today. Yeah, and it's important to note that they are alive today. There are, pre there are people around who are preaching the wrong thing about God. So this brings me to my next point. Why are false teachers dangerous? The Bible is saying here that false teachers are dangerous. Let's have a look again in verses 1 to 3. But there, but there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. We'll pause there. So the reason why these false teachers are so dangerous ultimately depends on what the false teaching is about. To put it a different way, what the information is about controls how important it is that the information is true. So I'll try and explain here with a bit of an example. Pretend a man walks into the room and says that he has a golf ball in his pocket. This fact doesn't really affect as much. Like, so what? Who cares if he has a golf ball in his pocket? He could be lying, he might not be. It doesn't really matter. Now pretend a different man walks into the room and says he has a bomb in his pocket. This information does matter to us. You would want to know he was telling the truth. If this guy has a bomb in his pocket, we want to get as far away from him as possible. It's quite urgent. The second man's information needs to be true more than the first man's. This is because it affects us more. So what are these false teachers lying about? They're lying about Jesus. They're lying about the truth that God himself came to earth as man. They're lying about the fact he lived a perfect life in obedience to laws and character of God and was unfairly put to death. They're lying about the truth that his death means that we can now have a perfect relationship with God through nothing that we have done. They're lying about the fact that we can't do anything to gain this relationship 
and they lie about the fact that through his death, we get to live forever with him. To put it simply, the false teachers are lying about the core truths of the gospel. Now, this stuff really matters. It really matters if you have a solid relationship with Jesus as your Lord, God, and Saviour. When false teachers preach something other than the gospel, such as saying that you are saved to something other than Jesus, um, then it is really